0: Welcome to East Lothian Libraries podcast, Shush, where every month we talk books, 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 and more books. Hello and welcome again to Shush, East Lothian Libraries monthly podcast. We've had a bit of a break with our radio play last month, but we're back again to talk a little bit about the crime festival and a little bit about the book festival and just book events in general. So with me I have Lorraine and Wilma. And we'll have a guest appearance later from Donna, our senior librarian. But for now, Lorraine, what are you reading?
1: I am reading The Joy of Small Things by Hannah Jane Parkinson. And it is an absolute joy. I've been struggling to find anything that I can get to grips with at the moment. I've tried non-fiction, I've tried fiction. And this book you can pick up. It's just small chapters. It was a collection of her column that she had in The Guardian mostly during uh, covid and it's just about finding the joy in little things so she'll have chapters such as pettiness which is quite funny Mm -hmm. um, or baths just the joy in having a bath and you because you can pick it up and it's just a little chapter you can kind of read a wee bit here and there i think that's Mm -hmm. what i've enjoyed about it and what i've found is i've started I picked up a new toothbrush today, and I just thought, you know, that's quite a joy—a new toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I quite like that. And I was like, i will start my own little list of joy of the small things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like it's an absolutely lovely book. It's mm-hmm. just new to the library, um, and I would recommend anybody just to have a way to read did it. It's mm-hmm. so good, so I good.
0: think I remember that one coming in because it's got a little picture of a of a, a tiny little picture of a tiny sausage dog yes. on the front, doesn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. yes, it
1: does. It's it was one of our readers in Gullen had asked for it. And as soon as I picked up, one, she always asks for really good mm-hmm. interesting books on loads of subjects. So we always have a little bit of look see what she's mm-hmm. asked for um, each week. And this was one of them and I thought, I'm going to have that when she brings it back. Mm-hmm. And it is lovely. Really good. Well recommended. Excellent.
0: So Wilma, what are you reading just now? I am reading The
2: Glorious Hearsays by Lisa McCarney. It's based in Ireland and it's it all starts off, it's about a murder and how they cover up the murder and it's all about the gangsters of this small town um, that leads on to a family where it centres around the oldest lad of the family and what is going on in his life Mm -hmm. and what his dad's pushed him towards and then it breaks off into someone else that was involved in the cover up of this murder Mm -hmm. and their life. Um, It is really interesting and it was a book I just picked off the shelf just read the blurb and thought this is really good Mm -hmm. and I'm really it's a really good book don't want to give too much away because of all the plots and subplots that are actually in the book um, but it's well worth a read.
0: Mm -hmm. that sounds good I do like it when you just yeah you just pick up a book and you're like yeah yeah." let's give this a go Mm -hmm. currently I'm reading The Women of Versailles um, by Kate Brown Uh, it's a fiction novel and I just I always keep coming back to any kind of historical novel that's like set in Versailles or like Marie Antoinette all that I just Mm -hmm. I just like the glamour um I actually I picked that off the shelf in Preston Pans when I was doing some cover there and I was like if I don't take this home now and start reading it I'm gonna forget about it or I'll write it on the to-do list and I'll never get around to it so I'll just I'll get through it just now.
2: Sounds good I do like anything about Versailles as well Mm -hmm. time period. Yeah, that's really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. So we've just come out of having our crime festival over July, which is why we didn't have a podcast last month, because we actually had a radio play. that was written and performed, well, written by the Duff family and then performed by some members of the Duff family and mainly library staff. So I think you've, you've listened to it. You said the sound effects were I quite did. good. I um,
2: did. The sound effects were hilarious. The the feet on the gravel mm-hmm. it was very well done and it was really well done and the narration by tf muir was really mm-hmm. well done as well it was great and it it did it always when ended on a kind of cliffhanger
0: yeah at each
2: time so you were like waiting because i know one of my staff members was in the play and at one of the cliffhangers i went so what happened then? She she wouldn't <laughs> tell me. So, so yeah, it was and really do, real Not in the presence of one of the
0: characters as well. Oh, yes. God, yeah, yeah, I genuinely forgot that it had <laughs> any lines in it because I, I remember like stage managing it because that was the the main thing. that came in was like, oh no, I've not read the script, and now I'm going to stage manage everyone. Right, get me a clipboard. <laughs> you know, so. Great fun bossing everyone around, and everyone was a joy to work with, and a lot of fun to put together. Behind the
1: scenes and um, on the actual play as well.
2: And they all came back and said it was great to be involved in something Mm -hmm. like that. It was something so different from the day-to-day running of the library service to be involved in the play side. So maybe something we can do again in the future.
0: Definitely, because I think at one point there was um, we were trying to get a, a Halloween one off yes, the ground last yeah. year. So yeah, definitely, there's always room for. Well, now we know where all the where all the good voice actors are. Okay. Yes, there's no keeping them. You can yeah. Yeah. hire them <laughs> again. Earth <laughs> <Our> thespians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so during the crime festival, we had a lot of events with appearances from authors such as Douglas Skelton, Lynn Anderson, Mary Paulson Ellis. What was it? The Douglas Skelton and William McIntyre. So Douglas Skelton and William McIntyre were in the We the Jury event, which I believe you were at, Lorraine. Yes, I attended
1: that and it was it was really good. They both sat on the stage, it was at Long Community Centre. It was quite nice because we would go off on tangents, mm-hmm. particularly William McIntyre, who is a lawyer in real life, and I think he's still a practising lawyer. And also, so Douglas Skelton was an investigative journalist as well, so the experience they have between them out with being authors is immense mm-hmm. so the stories that they were telling above it was almost I think sometimes we almost forgot we were there to do a jury mm-hmm. <laughs> because they would tell us these stories but then Douglas would read out a case and then he would ask us kind of as a jury did we feel guilty or not guilty mm-hmm. sometimes I was a wee bit confused if he was asking us do we personally think he should the person should be guilty or not guilty or if it what do we think the jury mm-hmm. actually decided yeah. in the real case? And these were real cases. Names have been changed mm-hmm. and things. But it was it was really good. They picked cases that were really interesting. There was the one where a gentleman had been heavily drinking and then was driving home and he hit someone. I can't remember the full details of the case. He hit someone. I think the person had broken down that side of the road. Mm-hmm. And he plowed into the car and he hit the gentleman that had broken down. In the, host- in the ambulance, sorry, on the way to the hospital, the injured person refused a blood transfusion because mm-hmm. he was a Jehovah's Witness. So when the case, and he later died. Mm-hmm. So when the case came to trial, the defense said that he couldn't be found guilty, the drug driver, because the injured party refused care. So he Aye. refused care. And I think he was actually found not guilty of that. Mm-hmm. My argument, which I, I mentioned in, in the, at the event, was I didn't feel that that's a good enough reason because the ambulance could have been delayed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, there could have been some issue at the hospital mm-hmm. and the person still died. But that person, had he not been drunk, the injured person wouldn't be put in that situation. It was because he was drunk mm-hmm. that he ploughed into them.
0: So the whole kind of setup of the event was they were giving you these cases and then you they were. They gave us being the cases drew... and then we
1: were discussing uh-huh. them after that as well. So you got with William McIntyre being there and I think he's a defence lawyer as well, mm-hmm. he was able to give his input into things and how things worked. It was yeah. it was really really interesting. Mm-hmm. It was good. And it was timed right, but I actually felt I could really sat a bit longer because uh-huh. yeah. it was just could have sat there solving cases. Yes, through. just keep keep the cases coming. So mm-hmm. it was it was very good. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that.
0: Event. And speaking of cases, something that we were putting out as both as uh, both like a family event and an adult event was our unsolved case files. Which are these kind of packs of documents of a fictional case, and you need to look through all the files and answer some questions and figure out who did it. But we did have a, a family friendly one where instead of being a murder or a robbery, mm. it's, there is a bunny that has gone missing. Aww. And here is, here is the information. So I know that Chris was doing that in, I think, Preston Pans. Preston
2: Pans, yeah. I got feedback from them saying it, it was a really good session. <laughs> yeah. and it was really enjoyable. In, in Musselburgh, we got Jane Doe mm-hmm. and we done it as a library team event first to see how it went. Yeah. We were rubbish. We were not <laughs> just when you thought you'd cracked it, uh-huh. you'd get a clue for something mm-hmm. and then you would go and then you got you got so excited and so wrapped mm-hmm. up. We had everything spread all over the table and we thought we really need a, a board do you see in the yeah, TV with right? Yeah, the string in every hand mm-hmm. and we never got the color, <laughs> I have oh, to say we no. never got it. But it was really interesting because mm-hmm. you do get you get the statements, mm-hmm. you get the facts, you get the evidence everything is there for you. And it was really
1: difficult. Yeah. So we, we did one as a family. Mm-hmm. And, but last year when we got, we had one first into mm-hmm. headquarters, we had a session in headquarters to see yeah. how they worked. And Katie here, eagle-eyed Katie, noticed that there was a newspaper article and there was a bit of information on the back of the newspaper article. And had we not, had Katie not seen that, I think we would have been there for hours, Mm -hmm. because that led us to believe, right, actually you need to look more than just what's written Uh in front of you. There's things you... Just read everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: I'd done a similar kind of game before with some friends of mine, and it's called Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, and we did actually buy a copy of this game for the library, so watch out for that one which again it gives you like all of it it gives you like a newspaper Mm -hmm. it gives Mm -hmm. you this that the other you know you can ask people certain things and get this information and it's you putting it all together so yeah the with the case files i would say number one is always read absolutely everything but i don't think we would have cracked it entirely because there was a clue that because sean the dunbar grammar librarian was there american
1: there was a clue, I won't say anything in case 70 does the mm-hmm. case, there was a clue that specifically an American knew, because mm-hmm. we were going, it was one of the photographs and so we go, no, no, that can't be that, yeah. because, because... So close, but this doesn't this. seem to work. And then Sean just came in and said, no, no, it's because of this, and it was, ah because ah.
2: so yeah. Yeah. I would say pay attention to the photographs as well yes. mm-hmm. yeah, and especially the background of the photographs because we mm-hmm. got a clue yes. from there mm-hmm. which none of us were looking at but Chris was with us and he got it yeah, yeah. and that led on to something else
1: and especially yeah. because they put a magnifying glass in and mm-hmm. so you're, yeah, you need you're, to you're you're looking right, at it yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, they they it was good out. fun such good fun we've kept ours in Gullan because I know there's a lady is desperate to do it and she's wanting to come in one weekend. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even though the crime month's finished, we've kept it because yeah, we've got our one yeah, in Muswellbrook as well. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah,
0: because we've got we've got quite a few of them. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to give one a go at your local library, just get in touch and we'll get it sent down. Yeah, but, yeah we're hoping to have them out and about, kind of circulating more, but yeah. definitely have them.
2: <laughs> and during crime month as well, we in Muswellbrook involved the children we brought in a fictional doggy detective mm-hmm. called Scotty McDoo, and his dog <laughs> squad uh-huh. and he was on the trail of the hyenas haggis mm-hmm. there was 13 <laughs> haggis put out in Musselburgh, mm-hmm. um with the wee message they all had names yep. get them back bring them back mm-hmm. and we'll put them in the library jail we got 10 back, there's still three I guess at oh. Um and the children were all rewarded and they all got a Doggy Mc, mm-hmm. uh, Scotty McDo badge mm-hmm. to be part of the dog squad, their name as part of the dog squad written on the jail, um, thing made up for the jail but they also got another reward that was donated by um, one of the shops in the town that we're really grateful, and that was funded by the Connected Team, uh, mm-hmm. connected Communities team for us. So it was really great, and the kids got really involved in that, and, and they were fair away to go find them. Oh, they yeah. came out clutching yeah. these haggas. Yeah. Oh. So we thought, right, we're going to keep Scotty McDoo, and we're going to give them other cases mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. throughout the year, and just involve the children oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. keep it going a wee bit, because um, they all got excited. Mm-hmm. So the dog squads up on the window of the library. And oh, Scotty McDoo. <laughs> So it was great fun. Really well received by the kids.
1: Oh that's good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, We had a
1: mystery jigsaw in Gullen. So the first one was five hundred pieces and it was it was actually very good to do. You didn't get the picture, which is part of the mystery, and then halfway through the jigsaw you could open up an envelope and it showed you the picture and then the clue was in one of the paintings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was great because as people came into the library, they would maybe do one or two pieces. We did have one reader refused to go near it and she said, it's, they're dangerous. And I thought, well, I, th- I thought she maybe meant COVID. So I said, oh, it's okay, we've got hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. And she went, no, 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 once you do one bit, that's you for the oh, day. Yeah. <laughs> so she refuses, she still comes in she goes, I'm not looking at it because I'll be there all day. So we finished that one, and then Headquarters sent mm-hmm. us another one, but it's a thousand pieces. Oh, wow. We still haven't finished it. It is so hard. <laughs> and every day, people come in, oh, it, is it not finished yet? No, and I refused to send it back to Headquarters until we finish it. Mm-hmm. So we cheated and got a picture <gasps> of the internet. Oh, home. my God. Oh, yeah, we're still getting it. Day, we're not still getting it. It's still really hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's still
1: so hard. It's set on a... It's called Death on the Nile. It's set on a... What's the... The boats that go up and down the Nile. Yeah, a steamboat. Yes, mm-hmm. it's something that, it's the internal part of it. So it's it's lots of wood paneling and oh. wood, so it's very dark in colour. And mm-hmm. so even with the cheating, we still can't finish. It. Mm-hmm. Maybe by next month's podcast, we will have finished yes. it and yeah. it, and solve the the mystery. Yeah, fingers yeah.
0: crossed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like fun. I love a jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. yeah.
0: We've got our Senior Librarian Donna in to talk a little bit about the Crime Festival that we just had. It was running throughout all of July across all of our libraries. So I think overall, I think we can agree the festival was a success. I think we got a lot of positive feedback. What sort of things were people saying in the feedback, Donna? Like you
3: say, um, Katie, it went really well. We managed to have four or five different events in all the different libraries. And we did an evaluation form at the end of them all so overall what went well was the length of the events because they were funded by Scottish Book Trust there's a 90 minute limit to the timing and they all pretty much rounded out at 90 minutes which seems right for the public who came the local events they were easy convenient to attend they were engaging interested and informative so I'm sure you're the audience felt involved not mm-hmm. just talk to so in doing the events we tried to make them different from just an author standing up talking to we wanted it to be engaging mm-hmm. we wanted the audience to feel like they could ask questions and be involved so it's really good that came out
0: I think we had one event that um, was under the covers and that was specifically about book covers I think a lot of people were really interested in that because it is kind of interesting to think about how do these decisions get made? And I know that as librarians, we've all definitely judged books by their covers. <laughs> definitely. Oh,
1: yes, yeah. definitely, yeah. I, so I went to that event and it was really interesting. Specifically, Mary Paulson Ellis, who the story of how her book has progressed from hardback being a cover with... Um, it's historical just, vibes. Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but although she says she kind of goes into the crime mm. genre, and what happened after the, the hardback came out Someone in Waterstones, quite high up, wanted the paperback redone, and what has now become her kind of signature book cover is a dress with no body in it. Mm-hmm. That sounds quite gruesome, but it's a bl- it's a dark cover with just a dress hanging, and it was a green dress. And her books sold so well in Waterstones that when the winter books were starting to come out, they redid the cover again with as a winter version, mm-hmm. which is a red coat with a fox sort of fox cover. Fox collar, right collar. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then so her books from now on are taking on that. Uh, the next one was the so, uh, Solomon farming Farm Farm. was uh, army trench coat, yeah. and her newest book, and I can't remember the title of it, is more a kimono style mm-hmm. dress, Emily noble, yes, yeah. yes, and it, so we we heard about the whole process of that from there, and that was, that was so interesting, it was a really, that was a great event, I loved I that think event. it was because
3: we also had Matthew Land from Blackwells. I so was we, just about yeah. to say, yeah, shut <laughs> yeah. out for Matthew. So um, we had it from a bookseller point of view as well as Jackie Baldwin was there as a author, as was Mary Paul analysis as Lorraine said feedback for that was it was so different so interesting they would have liked us to have maybe a designer of covers there as well to round it out mm-hmm. which i hadn't actually thought of when mm-hmm. when doing it but now that it's mentioned i think that would have added a, another element to it which would have tied it nicely together but it was definitely we, come back as one of the more positive Mm -hmm. events which was great.
0: So looking ahead I know that we've got Book Week Scotland on the horizon in November on the far horizon can we expect to see more kind of panel events and more author visits that aren't just them talking about their book but talking about you know sort of other topics any other panels?
3: Yeah the topic for the Scotland this week which runs from the 16th of November is heritage and obviously in East Lothian we have a lot of heritage, not just industrial, but sport. We have musical heritage. The term is very loose. Mm -hmm. And as such, um, one of the events we really want to do is a panel event on historical fiction, but fiction based on fact, and why they've chosen the people that that they've written the fictional stories about. Why Mm -hmm. have they chosen a, a true life person? What drew them to that person? How is it different from just writing a story from your own mind? Because obviously you're having to put in historical facts. So I think that one will go really well. And then we've got the past, present, future idea as well. I think I would like to do another panel on that, although I haven't quite formulated how that would mm-hmm, work. Yeah. But I think intergenerational is the key. Yeah. Going back to the Crime Festival, we had events like the Case Files where children and adults could come together and that seemed to work well and was quite nice. A lot of the feedback there was that it was nice to, to do things together. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely something along the intergenerational front as well.
1: It'd be mm-hmm. quite nice to see another event about the book covers, yes. but maybe, maybe even kids books or a different yes. genre. That mm-hmm. would be, be very interested in that, personally. Yeah, that'd be
3: good. Yes, and a lot of the feedback as well came to, although people preferred live events, they were very aware of certain events like the Undercover Panel event. If we'd been able to video that and put it on our YouTube channel, for instance, Mm -hmm. it's one that people would look to looking at. You don't have to be present Mm -hmm. to get Mm -hmm. the knowledge out of it, if you like, or to get the feel of where it was Mm -hmm. going. So that's definitely something we'd be looking at for for further ahead, is the accessibility Mm -hmm. aspect. If people can't come out or if there's not enough room in the yeah. libraries we've got it in can it be recorded can we put it out for other decisions? that would be a good um, idea
2: Donna because we in Musselboro with the Lynn Anderson event we had to cap yeah. it and we could have taken a lot more names yeah. but unfortunately we couldn't and her session again great, greatly received and really enjoyed it it was very, very interesting engaging, how she done her plot lines and her stories mm. for her books and her research I could have listened to her a lot longer I have to say, Um, she was really good. I'm not
3: sure we'd be able to do things live Mm -hmm. in that people at home could put questions Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. but we could certainly put them on YouTube or something that would allow accessibility And we've got Niche Academy Mm -hmm. as well as an Mm e-resource, that would be the ideal place to put them on. So it's definitely food for thought. But yeah, again on the term of heritage, if anyone has any ideas. We take so much from the public and certainly doing this evaluation has meant the public's more willing to give us suggestions, knowing that they may well be taken up, which is what we wanted with community, with libraries in the community, we rely on the public. Mm-hmm. I'm quite excited.
0: Great, very excited too. So thanks very much for being on Donna, Thank thanks for your expertise. So obviously, currently it's the Edinburgh Festival and the Edinburgh Festival Fringe on at the moment, and yeah, and the International Book Festival just started, I think, on Saturday. And looking at the lineup, oh, it's just it's just a star-studded, a star-studded lineup. Like they've got on their website, you know, here's what's on this year, and it just keeps on going and, mm-hmm. going, and going and going and going, and they're having to split it up. I think what's quite nice as well is that they've still made it so that you can attend
1: not in person so you mm-hmm. can actually see them online and i know it probably doesn't make them mm-hmm. as much money but i think it makes it more accessible to to people mm-hmm. who, yeah you can't necessarily get into town as yeah, easy struggling yeah, transport. especially with the book events mm-hmm. there's so many good authors that you just want to see you know in, and back in the day before COVID, big events always sold out yeah so mm-hmm. quickly mm-hmm. yeah and i was only lucky i saw Alan coming two years running and I only got tickets because my brother would queue up at five mm-hmm. in the morning. So you know, it's it's nice that they're online and mm-hmm. you yeah. can see them. I, I yeah. I'm really pleased they've kept that.
0: Because mm-hmm. I remember feeling very lucky that in the past I managed to I managed to go there and see it was Neil Gaiman in conversation oh. with Margaret Atwood, oh. and it was amazing. Oh, it was so good! Just the just the pair of them bouncing off each other. That is yeah,
1: that's quite yeah. A, a good one to yeah. see. Yeah, that was one. Oh, tick off the, bucket list. the thing about author events is, well, oh, that sounds really stupid, it's only as good as the author is, but I remember years ago, I think it was Isla Dewar, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. went to see, and she was not comfortable being in front of people. Mm-hmm. She was very nervous when she spoke, it felt quite awkward, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, poor authors, not all of them can stand up on stage no. and talk yeah. about their books. That's
2: it, Some, not everyone is comfortable public speaking as you say, mm-hmm. I went to a library conference in Perth a few years back and Sarah Sheridan was there mm-hmm. and she was fabulous, could have sure. listened to her a lot longer than we did, mm-hmm. she was really good, really interesting and she did hold
1: her yeah. audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Marion Keyes I've seen mm-hmm. back a lot of years ago when she was probably a smaller author and was doing events at Waterstones, mm-hmm. which were free events you could just turn mm-hmm. up to, she was I mean oh she was amazing she's well she's my probably my most favorite author mm-hmm. but even when you see her in interviews mm-hmm. you know she's quite relaxed she's yeah she's quite very, funny isn't she yes yeah. and very kind of down to earth you know doesn't I, I've I, got
2: our book in the house again Rachel just yes. about ready to start mm-hmm. yeah I'm gonna finish this one I'm gonna start that one
1: Well actually uh, I was away a weekend with some friends and we did our own desert island discs mm-hmm. so you do mm-hmm. five discs a book. And a luxury item, and my book was Rachel Soliday
2: by Oh, Anna that Enke's. was, honestly, that I thought was one of the funniest books ever. Yeah. I know, it's, it's so good.
0: But yeah, the only other thing I had to say about author events, because, you know, it's it's been so long since I've been to one, I think because I was, I was like, I wanted to see my favourite author, so I wanted to see Terry Pratchett, and then obviously that wasn't possible because he kind of wound down doing events when I was first reading him. Mm-hmm. And I saw Neil Gaiman, so that was a tick off, and then I saw Garth Nix again at the Edinburgh Book Festival, which was really good because I ended up getting a little, a little prize from it because his series of books, the Old Kingdom series, has necromancers who use bells and he had these little bell pendants that a company, because he's Australian and the company in Australia had made them. Um, And he had, I've got three little bells to give away, you know, and he asked the facilitator, you know, pick some random numbers between like, you know, one and 35, and I managed to get one. So I was very chuffed about that. And my cousin who was sitting, obviously, right beside me was very annoyed about it. (laughs) 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 But do you think that maybe that's, now that, that, you know, now that I've seen like my favourite authors at an event talking about their books, you know, do you think it's kind of a, once you've seen an author talk about their work once then you don't need to do it again, or...? I, no, because,
1: well, when I saw him coming, and maybe it's because his books that he's talking about are non-fiction. Mm-hmm. The first one was Not, not my, my Father's yeah. Son, and then the next one is You've, you've Got to Get Bigger Dreams. Mm-hmm. There was, those were two, two completely different books so the subject matter was completely different mm-hmm. so to mm-hmm. see him again it's not because I'm just a huge Alan Cumming fan mm-hmm. but to see him again it was a totally different subject mm-hmm. so I, I think if I had the chance to see Marion Keyes who I've seen quite a few times I would go because she she's moved on so much that yeah. she will be talking about, about other things yeah, yeah um, their books
2: and their writing are. can progress and move on to another genre mm-hmm. or you yeah. know what I mean so I think it's I think to go and see someone a few times is, is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you do
1: want to. The problem I struggle with is thinking of a good question to ask.
0: Yeah. Yes. Because I always want to. Yeah. But I'm just mm. like, oh, I can't, I can't oh, think of something really I, good to ask. I just remembered I, I did the same thing of, you know, I need to ask something really good. And I think, and I came up with it and I asked... Neil Gaiman, what's your favourite collective noun? So you know how you have like a parliament of owls Mm. or a murder of crows. But the thing is, I can't remember what his answer was. No, sure, was something good. Mm. So thank you very much for listening and we'll be back again next month. Thanks for listening to Shush. For any comments, questions or requests, contact us on any of our social media pages.